Music, industry talk, stories, equipment and more. We are Crossfader and this is Off 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 Off, off the Record. Hey, so welcome back. It's Jamie Hartley here, and as you probably heard in that intro, we're actually running a live podcast right now on YouTube and Facebook. This is off the record. We upload regularly to our podcast providers, and we thought, what better way in lockdown than to do a live one with you, the audience, across YouTube and Facebook. And we've got a regular guest here, so I'm just going to get everyone on screen. Welcome, everyone. Hey guys. Hey. So Hello. we've got Danny James with us, Lawrence James, and DJ James Holland here. Hopefully you yep. can see and hear us all loud and clearly. And today's yeah. video is just all about answering your questions. So before we get stuck in, everyone, how are you all coping in lockdown? How is everyone doing in lockdown here in the UK? Let's start with Danny. How are you feeling? Uh, yeah, just trying to get on with it and make the most of my time being stuck at home like everyone else is and not trying to get too distracted with everything at home. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's still a bit strange, but getting there. How about everyone else? Go, yeah, go for it, Lars. I'm the, I'm the same. As you can see behind me, I've already gone crazy and started up setting green screens and stuff at home just to fill my time up. <laughs> and I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure I've um, done a quiz every night with my friends and crossfader family as well so all yeah. good nice holland how are you doing yeah i'm all right i'm busy um thankfully being a geek there's never a shortage of people a bit confused how to do live streaming at the moment and yeah uh, mad projects the emails were starting to get through are mental so people wanting to plug controllers into ableton and do yeah. this and do that so nice well yeah i'm the same i've i've been geeking out of the live streaming um i've got this set up thankfully hopefully it runs smoothly and hopefully everyone listening in the future it sounds okay as well so we're recording this to upload to the usual podcast places um yeah so i think let's start answering some questions we got a load of questions on instagram yesterday we and we're going to start with those while everyone else wants to post comments in the chat box um, where we can answer questions. But first of all, let's start with some from Instagram. And let's go first. So Harry Moore 85 said, will Apple Music get involved in a DJ app now Spotify has dropped out? What's everyone's thoughts? I think no. Probably not. Probably not, no. no. It's, not worth the, it's not really worth the time, I don't think. Uh, I, I think they, they don't need to really yeah. Yeah, compete with what the, the, the huge audience that they already have. Yeah, I think Spotify, if, 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 it, if it was going to work, Spotify would have made it kind of work on a bigger level. It's not yeah. really taken anywhere. Yeah. So anyone anyone looking from the outside in, it doesn't really make sense. Nope. Should we go next question? Holland, I think we've just lost your audio. don't know if anyone else yeah, can I can't hear Holland. I can hear him. Um, says, so we've got DJ Bale. Can you hear me now? Here. Oh, yes, I can hear you now. Can. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Um, DJ Bales15 on Instagram said, can you gig with the DDJ200? Holland, seeing as you're back, what do you think? Uh, no. Um, I'm sorry. The 200 outputs coming through the phone, the 3.5 millimeter, it's just, it, it's a mono signal. It's not good enough. Um, you could, you could, technically you could, but I personally would say, please invest in something with XLRs. But it's possible. Yeah. Well, 
I, I think it's one of those things. You could do little parties with it. But yeah, you can you do could, some parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, you couldn't do any off. professional gigs. No way. No way. Um, no, next but, question, but we'll lot, do a few a more. Lot of fun on algorithm. We'll do a few more from Instagram before we get stuck into the YouTube comments. So, Fannis Bar said, controller versus CDJs as club standard. Now, I brought this in because I thought this is an interesting one. Obviously, CDJs have been the industry standard for so long, but is there room for controllers to take over? I think maybe a fine line of all-in-one units, potentially. All-in-ones, maybe. I think controllers, the problem with controller is if you're going back-to-back with another DJ. A lot of back-to-back DJs, myself, Jamie, Danny, Laws, every single person yeah. on this podcast, all of us, I've gone to USB because when we're doing back-to-back sets or when we're going from club to club and doing numerous gigs, we don't we know that there's going to be a set of CDJs there, so we just rock yeah. up with USBs. Rocking it with a laptop and finding out that the club's got a tractor controller and you're a record box user. So no go for yeah, me, but the yeah, only but, ones yeah, could work. Yeah, but what, what I would say is I have turned up to a load of gigs where the DJ just has his own controller in there, so I'm not saying that... Yeah. I'm not saying venues are venues aren't using CDJs anymore, but but DJs are bringing their own kit in and just plug it in just because it's familiar to them. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. the line between all-in-one units and CDJ setups will depend on the venue as well. I mean, I can, you know, there's going to be a lot of bars and those smaller venues that will be more likely to get um, an all-in-one. But with the bigger venues that are going to be having artists come in, they're more likely going to have the top of the range stuff because they'll be getting artists playing at the clubs and stuff. And, you know, they're not going to be as welcome into an all-in-one unit as some other DJs might be. So I think it depends. Can I just give a shout out to um, Luke Tibble as well on the Facebook? He just said, if the controller breaks, the whole thing's broken. But if one deck goes, you can replace the deck or he would like know. That. So he, he would know. know. He would know. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> um, just leading on from that <laughs> about <laughs> what we're going to see in clubs, uh, I can't get the comments from YouTube. For some reason, they're not coming up in my software to pop up on the screen. But I'm going to read some out off YouTube now. So. Andy Jarvis Music said, do you see clubs introducing Denons in their clubs? Luckily, I'm in a position where I choose what decks I use on my rider, but for those others, should they be worried? Um, Denon, I, 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 can see, I was just thinking about the last question with the controllers, and I could see Denon being a solution to clubs. And you know, Because the, the thing about Denon, what they've done very well is they've incorporated the fact that it reads the record box USB. It yeah. plugs into Serato if you need it to. It will plug into a tractor library if you need it to. Yeah. Um, it's becoming a, a solution that no matter who shows up, you should be able to play on a Denon. So I think Pioneer were fighting back with the XZ that was available for Recordbox and Serato. So maybe that uh, angle of DJs are now controlling what clubs have by what they have. So maybe Denon is a, a solution for, for the next generation of club users. I agree. And Danny, let me ask you, because you are a hardcore USB user, you're the DJ that turns up with a USB drive and plugs straight in yeah. to the CDJs and the Pioneer CDJs, and you've used that setup for so long now. Would you be comfortable rocking up to a Denon setup, or would you still prefer having Pioneers? Um, I mean, I think I'd still prefer the Pioneer setup in most cases, but I think if it was a case of the Denon, especially the SE 6000s, the newer models, um, yeah. if they were to come into a club, then I would like, I'd probably really welcome it because it is a really cool setup to have. You know, there's a lot of things in there that I think once people start really seeing what it's capable of will be like a nice surprise, really. But I think me personally, for now, I'd still probably prefer the Pioneer just out of it's what I know. And, you know, it's 
It's one of those things I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Nice. Right. Next question from Instagram. We had Rory Mac three say moving from entry controller to CDJs for my club gigs. HID mode with Serato or USB. Um, so we've got two users here. Obviously, um, Holland, you're a HID mode user with Serato. Danny, you're a USB user, and Lawrence, you're a HID mode Serato user, aren't you? I use a bit of everything, mate. You know me. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to say I'm kind of with Loz. I like to switch between the yeah. two. Recently, I've gone back to HID, and uh, honestly, it was like meeting an old friend after years. I was like, oh, this is so much better. So, <laughs> um, I suppose yeah, everyone. It, their own it depends. If I've got like, if I've got a gig that's like a student gig where I have to play everything, I like the, I like the range of, I like the amount of tunes that on a laptop just plug in HID mode. And yeah. I've got my whole laptop of music there. But if it's a, if it's a you know music specific night like a house night or a bass night, I just like to go in with a CDJ uh, with um, prepped on record box with I the think, CDJs ready to go. I think just going back to the question, he says he's moving to right. to to that. So maybe if you're just moving, start with HID. Yeah, yeah. Get used to get used That's to the idea. decks and the layout of the decks, and then I found going from HID to USB is a lot easier rather than yeah. just going straight to USB and going, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah. You know what I mean? It is a bit of a shift. It's like it's like muscle memory, isn't it? It's a bit of a exactly shift. Exactly that, especially when you go through your tunes, because yeah. in HID, you will still go to your laptop to find your tunes, Yeah, usually. But if you can get into the method, because you can do this, of going onto the deck, pressing back, going into the browser and going yeah. through, learn that, and then when you do go to full USB, it's not such a departure. Yeah. 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 I think that's great advice. Um, I'm going to jump to a comment on YouTube. If Lawrence, if you've got Facebook open, if you yeah, can do. check any comments, and you course. can jump in next after this one. So we've got a question here from Francesco Morello. How do you think the DJ industry will evolve after this situation, both as products, uh, product releases and events where to mm. use the, the equipment? So I think what it's kind of getting at is, are product releases going to slow down? Are they going to be delayed? And is that going to affect how artists, you know, I think for a, for a while, it'll be the same as every company out there, that it'll be like a, a slow moving thing until everyone finds their feet again, just because yeah, of yeah. how long this has been going on for. Yeah. And I'm hoping that in terms of events and festivals, things like that, that it's really going to come back stronger than ever because, you know, people... It's kind of that saying you don't know what you've got until it's gone that people will be like oh my god i can't believe how amazing club nights are and festivals are and just being together with people and raving and having a really good time so i'm hoping that from the end of this that it's going to be you know positive thing really nice um shall we jump into lawrence have you got some questions there from facebook i have mate yes uh, hey guys just started my first ever controller been watching your YouTube videos. I'm looking to play some disco and reggae, reggae stuff. Where is the best place to find this kind of music and individual tracks? Um, I don't actually own any music, so I assume he's on a streaming service. Uh, that's from James Horwood. So essentially, where can you find sort of disco reggae music? Maybe maybe not the normal kind of commercial stuff. Yeah, um, disco. I I used to always. There's jump a great. The, I, I use a great one. Yeah, Beatport's mm. a great one. Um, if you yeah, Beatport, Beatport link, and the uh, DoingTheDamage.com, I use that. It's quite cheap. Yeah. Um, DoingTheDamage.com. That's got load of disco stuff and just good house stuff as well. Tech, um, disco, commercial club stuff. Um, 
and it's pretty cheap as well. I think it's like ten pounds a month or something like that. So yeah, that's got a load of disco stuff on there. And I've it's been using reg- SoundCloud recently, and yeah. that's not been too bad. But what I would say about SoundCloud is if you're going to link it into your DJ software to stream it, is to spend time on the SoundCloud website and add tracks that you find into like playlists on the website. Yeah, yeah. Rather than just yeah, trying to idea. search it into the DJ software because it's a bit of a minefield, is that? But yeah. SoundCloud Girl's been pretty good recently. Yeah. I've been playing with it. It's not it's not as good as what the other boys have mentioned, especially in terms of downloading the music, but it's been an eye opener of how much is on there. Yeah. yeah. Also yeah. ask your ask your other ask your other DJ friends as well if you're if you've got DJs that are on the scene that on a certain type of music. Um, just reach out to them and maybe you can do like an exchange, maybe swap them a disco folder for a hip hop folder or something like that. Just um, just reach out, man. Yeah, and remember, you can download our music pack if you're just starting to build your own music yeah. library. Yeah. Uh, we have got the link here. You yes. can just head to this link. There we go. There we go. You can sign up and get the music pack. Just leading yeah, on from that, though, just leading on about music, someone asked on uh, Instagram here, Harry Moore again, saying, roughly how much do you spend a month on DJ-based subscription services? So I don't I want to say that. I thought that was a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm subscribed to BPM Supreme, DJ City, and I've recently subscribed to Tidal for the, the stream, like the, the built-in streaming. Um, just yep. I'm testing that out with the Denons at the moment and seeing how that works, and I'm really impressed with it. But yeah, I, d- I don't know what that comes to. I think each service is about 20 to $30, if I'm right in thinking. Yeah, I think they're all about 20 each. I'm on... I mean, to be fair, this is a bit on. Un- unrealistic for me and Jamie I think because we're both testing a lot of things at the moment yeah. at the moment I've got SoundCloud Go Plus I've got Tidal I've got Mixcloud Premium <laughs> I've got DJ City BPM Supreme yeah. Stream King um, okay I can see what the next question yes I mean Restream's not music but yeah there's quite a probably 100 quid a month's going out at the moment on it's going to go flying which one's your favourite that's that's what the next question's naturally <laughs> uh, I, 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 I pretty much only use I, I would only use BPM Supreme because it's so vast but um, here in the UK I play a lot of kind of hip hop UK hip hop stuff and only DJ City have that kind of stuff so I'm on BPM and DJ City and yeah. then then I'll go and buy or doingthedamage.com as well um, so about 50, 50, 60 pounds a month, uh, probably, on, on music. Yeah, but it's probably a lot cheaper than buying every track individually. So yeah, oh, yeah, download a lot. Well, a lot of my music I get is, sadly, has to come from Beatport, which isn't the cheapest place to get your music. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but but there will be, there is Beatport link, remember, Danny, if you want to stream. There is, yeah. Beatport. I mean, I'm, I don't personally stream, so for me, it's kind of, yeah, I have to have the music or I don't play it, so it's, and but, like, you know, for me, the kind of music that I play now is like, it has a lot of, I need a lot of those Beatport exclusives anyway, like a lot of labels are releasing with Beatport early before it'll be anywhere else, so. You're on, um, you're on, a, lot, you're on a lot of mailing lists as well, Danny. I, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point, in-flight, I'm on in-flight, and that cost me nothing. Yeah. Yeah. What, is, what, of, is, um, what is that? Because I don't think a lot of people will know what that is. So basically, if, um, if you're a working DJ, um, you have the opportunity to basically join uh, what is called a mailing list. So um, the mailing list is where labels send a bunch of their tracks that are being released um, from whether they're up-and-coming artists or like already big artists out there. Um, they'll be there that you can subscribe to. Uh, you know, when you subscribe, you can kind of choose what kind of tracks you want to yeah. 
um, be sent and things like that. And uh, it's just a good way for labels and um, you know managers and things to reach out to working DJs. And it, these these same tracks also go to you know radio DJs. And it's basically just like a, you're the first priority for those yeah. tunes before it goes out to the public, so that they can get a bit of feedback before it goes out to the worst, rest of the world. It's a nice Maybe. thing to have access to. I've got to say. Um, yeah yeah Lawrence have you got any more questions over on Facebook yeah um, I have a question from Radu who says um, I've just moved to the UK I've been playing in my country for eight years I'm basically trying to get some gigs in the UK he's texted a few clubs on Facebook nothing responded how can he get more gigs here in the UK essentially it's tricky at the moment um, with all clubs yeah. being closed. <laughs> Let um, me know how you're doing with that one. <laughs> um, what I'd say is use this opportunity. You know, use this time now. Uh, take the opportunity to build your profile, build your network, talk to the people that you want to be playing alongside. Talk to the clubs that you want, the, the people running the clubs that you want to eventually be playing in. Not asking for gigs. Not saying when this is all over, let me play. Just, just, just being a presence. And you've got, to show, you've, got, you've got to be able to show them what you can do as well. So in your, your socials yeah. need to be in check. So if I'm, if I'm a manager and you ask me for a gig and then um, DJ X asks me for a gig and I go on your Facebook and there's no videos of you even, you know, deep, like next to a pair of decks and DJ X has, you know, 10 videos of him mixing, then I'm going to obviously go with DJ X. So you need yeah. to, like, use this time. I'm sure we've all got cameras on our phones. It doesn't have to be, you know, super produced. It, it just has to be you know you doing your thing on whatever kind of um, equipment you have or what kind of genre you're into just make sure that you have some kind of content to show people um as we can't go out and you know speak to people face to face make sure you've got something to show them online yeah yeah 100 yeah. percent. right i'm gonna jump onto youtube now i just want to give a shout out to the retrix i just want to say thank you for all the tutorial videos and mix idea videos you've been uploading on this channel it really helped me to start DJing, keep it up, and you definitely deserve more subs. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks from all Cheers, of us. Mate. And I'm, you know, thanks for watching Thank all you. of our, our mixes and videos and tutorials. So, yeah, great stuff. Um, there was another question. I'm just scrolling back up the chat from James Lane. Do you recommend a new DJ sets up all their music, hot cues, loops, routines, etc., prior to doing small local gigs? Or can this be done on the fly? Um, bit, bit, bit of both. Bit of both. Should, set, yeah. set, setting cues. Obviously, you've always got one on the beginning of the of the of the tune. But as you're mixing, yeah, you want to be setting cue points at where the intro is on the 16th bar and things like that. But yeah. I always think as much as much preparation as you can possibly have to just anything in general, not just de like DJing. Any 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 kind of um, the more the more preparation you can have, the more equipped you're going to be, and the less kind of nervous yeah. you'll be when you turn up to the gig. Right. You'll, be prepared. you'll be prepared basically so i i'm just going to jump in here so yeah. something that i always sort of preach to people in the sort of in the courses that we do and in emails that i respond to is i say don't get caught up on the preparation don't get caught up on just spending all your time preparing your music and not actually djing because you'll find a yeah. lot a lot of yeah. where to set hot cues where to set loops will come from playing just from yeah. experimenting and while you're DJing you'll think that was a great point let me just quickly go back and set it even after a mix is done if you're in a live situation when you've finished a transition you thought 
oh, that could have been really useful. Rewind the track before you load the next one, set up your hot cue and move yeah. on. And I, I find a lot of the best hot cues and loops that I'll find in songs when I'm just mixing live, mixing and, live. and listening to the music. So yeah. yeah. Um, anyone else for setting up hot cues? Do, how do you do it, Danny? Do you do it prior to the gig because you're using USB? Is it slightly different? Yeah, um, when I moved from Serato to Rekordbox, my main thing was having to make sure that my library was like super prepared because with, it's like Lars said earlier, when you're on Serato, that's it. You're just in the search bar and everything's there that's on your library or on your hard drive. It's all just there at your fingertips, but with Rekordbox on a CDJ, you know, it's a case of scrolling up and down and then the touch strip for searching for tracks isn't the best on some CDJs. Um, so it was more just um, really going through my library and preparing those folders and playlists and crates or whatever you want to call them to the best they could be really. Um, just making sure that I've got everything. And a big thing that I use on CDJs is tag lists. Yeah. So going through all the playlists and then just searching for tracks that I want and then I know that, all right, I might want to play this one song five tracks later, you know, hit that tag button and it goes into this tag list and it's kind of like a playlist just on the go. Yeah. Um, then you've just got all your tunes back to up. Same thing in record, uh, in Serato, sorry, with uh, the prepare folder. Yeah. Um, I obviously use that a lot. Big fan of that. So. Nice. Right. I think we should segment. Tune of the week. So any regular listeners of the podcast know that we do a tune of the week. We're going to pick our favorite track that we've been listening to this week um, and, yeah, share it with everyone there. So, Lawrence, do you want to go first? Yeah, mine is a kind of Afrobeat tune and it is from one of the biggest Afrobeat artists called Burner Boy. Uh, features Jeremiah and it is called Secrets. Nice. Who wants to go next? Holland, you go. Holland. Okay. Um it was a big charity event this week in the UK, Red Nose Day, uh, special focus on coronavirus panadem- uh, pandemic. So I've had to go for the epic cover of Times Like These by the Foo Fighters. It's called the Live Lounge All-Stars. It has every artist from the UK of note on it. It is incredible. So nice. Yeah. Um, Danny? Uh, mine is Jamie XX. I don't know. I've been playing this tune like since it came out i've just been rinsing it i'm a big fan of jamie xx his productions are just unbelievable so i can't stop playing this track so i highly recommend checking it out big tune i'm a big fan of jamie xx although i wasn't sure about it to start with it's, it's, it, that yeah it's one really, of those it's different it's very very different very different <laughs> um, very good mine is tom mish it's, it's it's his whole release really it's not one particular song but what kind of music i'm a big fan of tom mish um and yeah that's all of our tune of the week so Sick. it's time to get some more questions answered. Tune of the week. Right, so Lawrence, did you just say you had a good yes. one? Yes, sorry, yeah, I've got a good one. Uh, from Jake Rock, what are your thoughts on Algorithm DJ Pro? Ooh. Ooh. Shall I go uh, first? Yeah, you go first, Lawrence, because yeah, you I absolutely, I, I absolutely love it. Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> love it. It's, it's, so, it's so much more fun. Not much more fun than DJing, but it's more of a, it's got more of that kind of when you first start DJing, it's got more of that kind of just fun element, um, and it's just really intuitive. And it's it's like you know when you when you're mixing kind of on the iPad or something, or it's got that kind of you're in the kind of future about it kind of thing. And I think it's just a really cool and fun thing to just set up and just have a mess around for an hour on it. Uh, so I really like it. 
Nice. Um, yeah. Any more questions over on Facebook, or shall I jump into one on YouTube? Jump into one, mate. Oh, so yeah. but which is, uh, which is better, Evermix or the iRig? Holland? Oh. Holland. Uh, <laughs> put me on the spot. I'm going to say iRig because it's got, well, if we're talking about the iRig stream, uh, the iRig stream has um, a, um, uh, an audio out so you can connect speakers into it. The Evermix doesn't. Purely on that basis, iRig stream, not yep. the iRig 2. Right. Don't, not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a TRRS adapter, so it's not as good a quality as an iRig stream. So Evermix boxes, though. I love them. They're brilliant for taking to gigs and recording mixers. They really are. And they're a good stopgap if you've got two outputs. But if you haven't, which majority of our audience doesn't, so it's going to be the stream, the iRig stream. Okay. Nice. Um, I've got a question here on YouTube from Harry saying, I have been a mobile DJ for a few years now. I am trying to become a club DJ. But I can't seem to catch anyone's eye. I have been posting mixes on SoundCloud and marketing. Any tips? Uh, well, yeah, we the took, video mixing that yeah. Loz used to do, so I'll let Loz take over from where I'm yeah, we, about we to say. But. We, we touched on it earlier, yeah, obviously talking about getting your kind of social media in check and things like that, but um, yeah, doing video mixes are great, and I know that a lot of, a lot of DJs post um, you know, longer mixes up to YouTube, and there is a, a problem with it getting flagged and things like that, but it depends on what kind of music you're playing, um, if it'll get flagged or not, but um, there are places you can put them up and, and you'll be fine. So just put your camera there and press record and just enjoy. Just just you know film yourself mixing and then you know tag people in and ask you ask your friends and family to share it and you know tag people um, in in the mix and do it do it. I think consistency is the main one. I think anyone can do it kind of one time, but if if people see that you're posting a mix every you know week every three or four days on a consistent basis then people start to take you seriously yeah yeah nice um right i'm gonna jump into this question from instagram yeah what am i supposed to buy to make it says love stream obviously it must be a typo but what am i supposed to buy to make live streams how do you and how do you edit your videos um obviously we're doing a lot of content around live streaming streaming at the moment and it's a hot topic it's there are loads of different ways to do it but what yep. do you need to specifically buy? So what are the essentials? What would you say? Holland, you've covered it a lot. Lauren, Shaw doing a lot of live streaming. I think you need an audio interface. So you need some way of getting audio into your, into your um, stream, yep. whether that be using a little hack like we've posted to get this, the audio out of your software yep. or buy a uh, Behringer UCA202 sound card for 20 quid. You need a camera, whether that be the one inbuilt on your on your laptop or um, an external one, because you need it to look good. Yep. And then you just need yourself, and you need some enthusiasm, I believe. I think you need yep. to entertain your crowd, get them engaged, and you don't need to purchase anything else. That's the important thing about streaming. You can yeah. use OBS. It's free of charge. We're not getting paid at the moment, most DJs, so cut your, don't go out buying yeah 4k webcams because yeah. streaming is yeah. all at 720p don't go out buying ridiculous focus rights sound cards because you're not producing yeah just you don't, there's nothing wrong with doing this on a budget that's what i would yeah. say yeah keep an yeah. eye on the channel as well everyone you know we're going to be yeah. covering more around live streaming there's lots of content there already that you can go and check out yeah there is tips yeah. that holland has created <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I've got one question. thing I'm really um, impressed with for the price. Sorry, I just put no, in there, go, but go, the go, go, Rogue go. 
you have to look at the roll and go because I think for the price that is just such a cool bit of kit for yeah. it's it's plug and play you know like you've just yeah. got everything there it's in a small little box and it's it's perfect for like so many setups and, and the, I think the great thing with those, roll and go is you can use it on the computer as well yeah yeah exactly it's yeah. it's such a great bit of kit so I think if um it's not breaking your budget you should definitely check that out yeah agreed nice. Right, I've got a question here for, I think we'll go fire this one over to Lawrence. It says, how, this is from uh, Instagram, from Luke Easy, how to structure or build a hip-hop club set when playing the whole night? So, yeah, you know, we're playing uh, for an extended period of time with hip-hop here. What would you, you know, you yeah, play do a lot of these sets? Yeah, I have a regular, a regular set. Um, it says DJ Holland in my corner there. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it goes for any kind of um, genre, uh, really. If you're playing an extended set, you're gonna have to, um, you can't, you can't open the doors at 10 p.m. and start playing all the all the big club bangers. You have to ease them in. And I think a lot of DJs do say that the, some some of the most fun parts are the warm up because in a warm up set, you don't really, you don't, you're not necessarily having to please a crowd. People are coming in, they're grabbing a drink, they're having yeah. a talk, having a talk with their friends before. The night really gets going, so you can you can almost be almost a bit, a bit selfish and play towards your own taste, and just make sure mm-hmm. that you're not playing anything um, too crazy that's going to get them, you know, super hyped. And you know the, the clubs. You, what you got to remember is as well, nightclubs trade on their bar take, so the longer you can keep people in there, will in in the long run help you. So. If you can have an extended warm up and leave all them club bangers till you know the the, the last couple of hours of the whole night, mm. um, then you know it's going to benefit you, the, the the venue as well. So yeah, just make a just when, when you're at home and any any kind of in hip hop especially the the kind of more R and B tracks, uh, more laid back tracks. Just make a folder on your record box or Serato. Just yeah. name it warm up, and then you know any tune that you just come across, just drag drag that tune in, and then. You'll, you'll, you know, over the course of your kind of DJ career, you just have some really good, solid warm-up tunes. And there's um, yeah. also some really good uh, mixes that I've heard in the past from DJs like Jazzy Jeff. Like some right. of the best sets that I've heard have probably been hip-hop warm-up sets. Like right. you can, if you if you know your hip-hop music and yeah. you just really dig so far back into yeah. like really classic stuff. And yeah, there's some great stuff out there. Like Jazzy Jeff has one on his mix cloud, yeah. I'm sure. So just, yeah, check out a lot of mixes because you'll get a lot of inspiration from them. You know how I do my R&B sets? And I don't know if anyone else does this, but I yeah. do them by BPM. So right. because usually I'm, do, I'm starting the, the night off with a warm-up and I, I want to build up to peak time. Yeah. I start yeah. off at 60 BPM. Yeah, no, organize yeah. my playlist in BPM. Yeah, and then sure. from there... By by not just having an R and B playlist, but having I call it an urban playlist. So there's yeah. R and B, hip hop, grime, yeah. trap. Everything's yeah. in this one big playlist. Organize it by BPM, and then as I'm going down, I can just go. Okay, I'm playing girly at the moment. Okay, there's a girly one in the same BPM range. Mix yeah. that in and work my way up, and then I yeah. find naturally as the night progresses, the you BPM boots with the dance floor. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. how I've been doing it. Um, I don't know if if, if other DJs do it a bit different. Oh, yeah. I'm not an R and B. Yeah, yeah. I just do just sure. here and there. That some great tips in there. So I'm gonna fire through a few questions that we've got on YouTube now, um, oh. and we'll just do some quick answers. So. Colin UK, do you think Pioneer could come out with something similar to the Rain 12 turntable? Um, um, nah. I don't know. It's, 
I don't think it's impossible, but... It's not, yeah, for me, it's not impossible. It's just, I think you've got to look at your target market, and yeah. the target market for Rain has always been turntablists. Yeah. Pioneer DJ, I know they've dabbled with it, with the S9, but... And the, and the PLX 500 and 1000, but I don't think they'd sell enough of them to make it worth it for no, their, no. their while. So we all know they're all about the, 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 the products that... Uh, try and find products that are going to sell on a large sell. scale, and I think it's a much yeah. smaller market. It's something like a Rain 12 for them to... Uh, they'll definitely yeah. prioritize other products, is what I'm saying, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, we could be wrong. Rain, of, uh, Rain are covering that and covering it well, and I think they'll continue to yeah. cover that side of the industry. So I mean, you still see a lot of DJs now using the Rain 12s, but they'll still have a DJ MS9. I think if Pioneer are going to do anything, it's more likely to be an update on a mixer rather than players. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd almost put £10 on it being called an R9. Homie Steve said, if you don't want to live stream, what practice methods would you recommend? Um, uh, getting behind the equipment. Right. Yeah, yeah. practicing, right? Yep. I would recommend the Scratch Challenge yep. and the Controller yep. Touch Challenges on our Instagram because we love seeing what you guys can get up to and it gives you some fresh material to play with. So that's what I would recommend. Mm. Well, there's a new transition challenge going out tomorrow at 5 p.m. on our Instagram. So go, we, we give you the two tracks um, and then you can mix them and then we watch them and post them. So, yeah, yeah. that's a great yep. one. Uh, DJ Ben Hardwick just shout out he's saying love your work guys thanks for the tips on live streaming I've just recorded my I've just got my Bay Ringer sound card you recommended in your vid looking forward to my first live stream in the next few days you know what that guy's quite lucky because I'm getting a lot of emails and a lot of questions saying oi Holland they're sold out everywhere so you can mention (laughs) (laughs) you must have sold them out come on Bay Ringer (laughs) Come on, Very we want to cut if you're watching this I'll await my check in the house please (laughs) um Edwin Rio says, I'm trying to upgrade from my DDJ and trying to decide whether to buy CDJs and a mixer, which is expensive, or get an XDJ, which is expensive. What would you recommend for the next step up? I've had four emails on this this week with the XDJ slash CDJ question. My advice this week and moving forward will be the XDJ XZ because it's all the bang of the book. And yeah. it's eighteen hundred dollars, not six grand. However, they're sold out until September. So, yeah. um, sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Jeez. Well, there might be some somewhere in the world, but maybe not in yeah. the UK. Um, yeah. YSM on YouTube is saying, "Is it still worth it to?" This leads on from the last question, but is it still worth it to buy CDJs? Will there be a new one soon? Uh, I think there's got to be. There's, it has to be, right, to surely. Be. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought it would be this year, but early next year, possibly. Um, mm-hmm. Don't yeah. make sense for him to drop one like now. Um, think, but, with club shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The thing is, so. with the CDJs, I'm, I'm currently looking at a set of Nexus 1s. They're still very, very expensive to buy, so don't mm-hmm. think that if you buy one now, yeah. if a new one comes out, that yeah. the old one will be all of a sudden redundant. Oh, because yeah, no, no, no. CDJ no, no. 2000s come out in 20... I'm going to go on, on a whim here and say it was like 2010-ish. Right. And I still know they're worth a lot of money. And, so, and, and, yeah. and surely, surely with you know the new uh, record box updates, the the new features, yeah. there, that surely they're going to relate to something that's going to happen with you. You would imagine CDJs. they'll have these waveforms, wouldn't you? What, yeah, I, stuff would, like what that. I think might be interesting Definitely. to see is if um, Pioneer made that jump of getting rid of the CD in the CDJ, you know, so it's kind of becomes right. more like the denim players, like at the right. XDJs, for example, yeah. whether that's going to, they're going to 
make that their top of the range now rather because i mean cds now in the dj world is not a very common thing anymore does that um, mean then that yes. the cdj as we know it is dead because cdj obviously stands for cd drive so that's what i mean so it's is it going to become xdj and that's going to take the lead from now on i mean it'd be interesting to see i think regardless what happens there's going to be if it becomes an xdj there's going to be a whole heap of people in the industry going well what about cds and if it stays in the yeah. CDJ, people are going to be going oh but we don't need cds anymore we don't use them and i think we, we are being we are being cruel if you're still playing on cds the technology it has been 10 years now um maybe it's time yeah hopefully fingers crossed okay let's segment story time okay so i believe Lawrence, you are jumping in here. Yeah, it's not a very long story, but it's relevant. So it's all towards streaming. So there's a million streams going on. I happened to catch one of my friends live streaming. He's in his kitchen and he's doing a vinyl set. And then how his his kitchen is um, set up is in his kitchen. And then his kitchen goes on on to his, his back garden. So all of a sudden you see his kitchen door kind of open into his garden. And then out of nowhere, this guy who is obviously drunk uh, with his shirt off and just only like kind of shorts on just turns up out of nowhere. And they're having kind of, a, as the music's playing directly, they're kind of having a chat. And you can tell that he's asking him to get out of his of his garden. So he must have kind of jumped over the fence. <laughs> so anyway, you can see that this guy's super drunk and he tries to get him out. And then he kind of goes away, closes the door and then reopens the door comes in and then takes the needle off the off the playing record oh <laughs> so then the, so then the dj just kind of goes and like she kind of shoves him out and close the door and then he just he's just like what just happened then and then kind of the next day was kind of pretty much like a viral all over my facebook everyone kind of watched it and i think it's probably helped with his views and things like that as well even though he was getting loads before but uh, yeah, shout out to Danny. That was a story about Danny, DJ Danny Bond. So shout out to Danny Bond on that. I need song. to see that. It's really good. <laughs> I've seen yeah. it. It's funny. <laughs> so funny. It's on YouTube. I just think, yeah, type in Danny Bond. It'd probably be the first thing that comes up. It's like our intro. Story time. See, I'm in control here, so I just cut Holland off there, didn't I? <laughs> it's fine. Nah, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> did, was it? Did you want to? Sorry, just add that to story time. You, you can go for no, it. No, no, I'll just say it's like our intro on the story time. Uh, sorry, not the off the record intro. We push the needle off. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At the start of this video, if you've only just tuned in, yes, you can watch it back and you'll video. see what, watch it all again. what we're it. talking about. Um, Saint Steve on YouTube said, on last week's q and I asked about having the confidence to live stream. You guys said, go for it. So last Sunday, I did my first live stream and had a great time. Whoa, Thanks for giving nice me one. the confidence. It's addictive. That is addictive. why addictive. we are here, honestly. Yes. I love that. Well done. Well done, St. Steve. Congratulations. Just keep going now. Don't stop. Keep going. I think we need to see some round of applause emojis in the comments or something Woo-hoo. for St. Steve. We, want, we need to show the, show the love and support from the community. Haven't you got the, haven't you got the Steve Smart will tag his page and we'll go watch it. Yeah. Haven't you got the siren effect, Jeremy? Oh, <laughs> I do have a siren effect. <laughs> Uh, right have you got any more on facebook over there we might have neglected Uh, facebook there was a quick discussion earlier about people were just having a having a conversation basically on facebook about the prime 2 and i think the question basically is 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 the prime 2 worth it i haven't managed to touch it yet is the prime 2 the best piece of dj hardware i've touched in a while yes there we go 
Yeah. Why is that? Nice. I genuinely have fallen in love with that little thing, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Is that what really you've like commented? Is that what your is that your opinion? Or is that what someone's commented? No, that's no. my opinion. I genuinely yeah. really like it. Nice. I think because it fixed the jog wheels. Yeah. And the faders feel better than the Prime Four. And the size of it, it's a size, they've nailed the size. I know it sounds so stupid. Are the, yeah. are, are, the, are, the jog, are the jog wheels different from the Prime 4 then? Yeah, but the problem with the jog, the jog wheels on the Prime 4 are the exact same technology. They're just, yeah. for me, are very yeah. light to spin forever. Right. The okay. Prime 2, they've just nailed it. It just, Have they? the price, I think it's perfect. I really do. I like it. Nice. Um, okay, so let's have a look. We've got. I'm just looking, I'm having to look earlier. through the comments. I saw a comment earlier asking Jamie if with day mode making it to record box six, will they put it in the actual units themselves, like the CDJs? That's, that's, that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Um, I think on that note, maybe on the next generation, Pioneer don't tend to go back and add features to older hardware. They fix bugs, they support the products, but they don't really add new features. Not yeah. like get on with the Wi-Fi and whatnot. So. Maybe in the next ones, and it, I mean, it would be useful. I think we've all played day parties and been like, uh, I remember recently we were at a day party, um, shout out Jamie Thompson and Triple Cooks, and we were, Jamie, you were DJing, and there were people like sellotaping cardboard over the screen of the CDJs to try and be yeah. able to see the screen. That was, so yeah, that, was, that was my whole summer last year in Zanti doing daytime parties. <laughs> I was literally like this for my laptop, like every yeah, just every like, oh, covering the screen. It. it was a, it was a nightmare. It's a big thing that was overlooked for such a long time in the industry, yeah. and I think suddenly everyone was like, "Oh, actually, yeah, people do play outside." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not it's just yeah. vampires at DJ. Especially yeah, if you don't live in a, a place that rains all the time like we do. If you're in a nice yeah. sunny, if you're in a nice, uh, a nice country that has sunshine all the time, then yeah. you need it, right? Right. Here's mm-hmm. a fun one from Instagram the other day. Um, when doing a long DJ set and you need a Wii, what do you do? Don't That's want a to great. Play a song that out. is, that is a great question. But you know what? This this doesn't get asked enough because this is a yeah. this is a very real problem. It is. It is. Oh, it is. Do, we, do we actually be honest about this question? Well, right well now? I have I have <laughs> a, I have a a a toilet um, mix. I have a few toilet break mix. Yeah. That are you know yeah. twenty minutes long that have no kind of swearing or anything. Yeah. Like. Just, just whack a mix song. But I have specifically, depending on what kind of night it is as well, I'll have, yeah. you know, if it's middle of the night and I have to go, I'll have all the big bangers on there or a warm-up one. But yeah, I'd make sure like to shout out D James for his um, amazing yes. rates. He had 15-minute mini-mixers. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. There were all sorts of BPMs and genres, and I used to find them. I used to actually have them in a crate called Toilet. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, bang one of them on right run come back um, uh, failing um, that i do believe a lot of djs use smoke fluid bottles um, <laughs> don't ever do that don't do it but i do believe it's been done and ask yes. ask someone ask someone that you trust who works there to watch to the look DJ after the decks yeah, i yeah, go yeah. there because yeah. I've, been, I've been i've been in a toilet loads about 10 times when the music's gone off because my mate's been drunk and he's Thought he could DJ, even though he's never seen a Paradex in his life, and he's pressed the wrong button. <laughs> and I've got to run. I've got to run back Ooh, from my toilet break. I've got too some early. more top tips actually on this one. If you do have to <laughs> leave your decks, if you do have to leave your decks, a great top tip from me is to put all your sample pads. If you've got a controller or yes. P1, yeah. put them on sampler mode and turn the sample yeah. volume off. So then when people press the big again. flashy lights, the music don't jump yeah. about. Yeah. Also, if you're on HID, turn the deck off because it yeah. won't make a difference. Yeah. And if you're on a controller and you're playing on decks one and two, 
flip them to three and four that are empty and right. leave. That's People don't mess with faders or press That's buttons. That's a good one. So yeah, yeah. You know what? Well, I've always done as just, well. With, um, we could just do an hour on this. I used to put like you can go between vinyl and CDJ mode because if you leave the booth, right. nine times out of ten someone's gonna go like, oh, spin right. it around. I was like, well, you just slowed the track down. Yeah. You know, so uh, it's just like the music goes a little bit slower and it speeds up. Okay, <laughs> so we, think, need to, we need to, yes, we need to produce. We need to produce normally, yeah. A tutorial on this. I was just, yeah. I, you just took the words out of my mouth. I think <laughs> next week you're going to see a video on YouTube yeah. what to do when you need a wee. Yeah, <laughs> how, to, how to go to the toilet when you're DJing. There were so many, <laughs> so many valuable tips in there as well. <laughs> we'll have to work quickly on it. I can already see Phil and Mojax will be like, notepads out, right? <laughs> I, uh, I've got a great question on Facebook. I don't know if you guys saw this. I saw it this morning when I woke up and it was an article about uh, Facebook potentially charging for live streams. Has, have you seen yeah, that? Really? So I had a quick read, and I think it's, yeah, it's to do with, yeah, because there's so many live streams going on, and you being able to, or, your, or whoever watching, be able to buy into, you know, pay, pay, pay a fee to watch you, essentially, and then having no kind of copyright issues. What, what What's your thoughts? I don't think it fixes the copyright issues, Loz. Right. I, think, I think all it does is allow you to charge. And right. can you imagine the amount of refunds you'd have to give out when your stream gets taken down? Right. <laughs> yeah. I believe from what I read, it doesn't fix that issue and if it did right. you wouldn't be entitled to the money the record labels that play music much like on youtube as soon as we play we, music we, we're not we're not monetized yeah well i mean um, that's, that's not the, pro- that, the, the, the it would only solve our problem if you if they're pay if somebody pays and it, and it fixes the problem of getting shut down right like essentially like what Mixcloud is where you you know yeah. people pay are you a three yeah three, but i don't think that, i don't think that's what it is and i think no well then it's then it's then it is worthless. It's pointless to our to our kind of um, yeah. It's, uh, I think if you're business. a live musician playing guitar or you're a comedian, or something, yeah, you can charge right. that. brilliant. But I think right. I saw a lot of DJs sharing it, and then I saw a lot of DJs sharing it, reading it, and then in their own comments saying, "Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Stick I think, to stick to Twitch, Mixcloud, and YouTube. Yeah, and it's hard. I think it's hard to charge for something online because I seen something other uh, the day it came through, and it was. Uh, kind of a local comedy club trying to, to kind of charge to watch them and it's hard isn't it because you can just go on youtube and watch it like a, a stand-up show or you can go on youtube and watch it you can but it, I, I understand the need to for people to, to earn i saw online. the other day that mojax was selling his t-shirts again his infamous youtube right and I, I thought that was a very clever way of doing things because yeah he obviously needs support like we all do in these right. times um yeah. But you're giving something back to the customer as well. I think a yeah. DJ live set would be very hard to charge for because there's just so yeah. many of them. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I agree. Um, right, next question, just from Instagram quickly. Would you ever consider hosting an event slash meetup with your subscribers? Um, I, I, before, I really right? want to do this. Obviously, in the current situation, it won't happen. We've got people all over the world and travel is all shut down. But in the future, it would be great everyone to link up um if something like ade is on this year we will be there if it's on and yeah, we'd yeah. love to meet with as many people that are part of the crossfader community as possible yeah, and if it's not ade sure. then it will be something in the future and this is something that i really want to we did do year. a live event before yeah yes. we did do one yeah and it was um shout out everyone that came to that um our first live workshop i believe that was one of the first days i actually worked for crossfader uh yeah i think it was officially yeah. 
And it was superb. I love, you know, it was really good meeting everyone and getting, it, you know, hearing everyone else's stories because it's great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, every comment you guys send, every email you send, every thumbs up, and it it does matter to us. It matters immensely, yeah. and um, we appreciate everything. You know, we read everything that comes through. So, yeah, it'd be great to meet you all as well. No, it would. Right, I've got a great question on YouTube. Ian Fitzgerald, is it acceptable to record transitions at home and then play them live? There are transitions yes. that I can do at home but wouldn't have the confidence to do live in case I mess up, or is this cheating? I'd say yes, but I'd, I'd do that for toilet breaks. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, I mean, what he's talking about is just practicing, right? It's just... Yeah. yeah the, just, the, the idea is yeah. to do it over, over and over again so you're not nervous to, yeah, exactly. to do it live. And, you know, uh, do it... Doing stuff, doing stuff live is where you want to be, but at this time, um, obviously you can't do that. So I've been on, I've been trying to get at least an hour in every day to practice something new. I learned a new scratch yesterday, transformer scratch, um, and yeah, just, just why, why would you not try and use this time the best you can? The the worst thing to be doing is sat there. I, I've not once said that I'm bored, not once. No. Uh, this whole, this whole thing, because I'm, there's always, luckily in our kind of industry, there's, there's something you can be doing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also, I, I, I don't think it's cheating. I think you can't make up a whole set of it, but if there's some no. crazy mad transition, that, if it's something out there that, you know, it's yeah. a unique idea that you've come up with and it's a unique, something that really stands out that's unique to you that you know other DJs aren't doing and it's maybe very technical, then yeah. it's not the end of the world because it's like you're just creating a mashup. You know, it's like you just... Yeah, yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of transition tracks out there, isn't there? There's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Of, that's yeah. another, At least these are yours. Another thing is that you could do if you're making things like that is push these to the record pools like DJ City and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. other record pools and just, like, give it out as, like, a bit of a, a DJ tool for people to play. Like, right. That's a great tip. Tone, great tone play edits that I've had in the past from DJ City and people like that, and it's that, the DJ's specific edit, and it's like, well, if you're playing it and you like it and you think that's exactly might make how, use, go for it. Know, Dean Mack, D James, uh, James Hype's EPs originally, these yeah. mashups, Danny T's mashups, these big DJs in the UK all started by doing edits, recording them at home and sending them to record pools. So definitely nothing wrong with doing that. Right, there's a great question here. Jeff Wong on YouTube. What do you admire the most in each other as DJs? Um, <laughs> I don't think it needs to be necessarily about us, but just other DJs in general. What do we look for? I think is, is a good way to answer this. I'm always looking for something that I've not heard before. I mean, me, me, and, me and Jamie went to the Red Bull freestyle this year. Yeah. And it was very obvious to us kind of who was going to be the winner because all the DJs were super talented, but they were all yeah. playing very similar songs and yeah. similar routines that I've heard before. Um, and then, um, you know, the winner at the end, James, played a totally different set to everyone else. And, that's the main thing for me is just totally being, you know, totally kind of your own DJ. And that's, yeah. that's what, that's what I look for. Yeah. I look for personality I was... and I look for not being too serious. I think some DJs can get really tunnel vision around, like I'm the coolest DJ in the world and I've got to play the right. coolest music. And I think even mm -hmm. the people playing really credible music can still have fun with it. And I think that's right. what I look for. Yeah. Yeah. I look for personally, I always look for crowd interaction. Yeah. I think, um, again, it kind of takes on where Jamie's saying that you've got to have fun with it. But I always think that a really good DJ, when you walk in that room, you know instantly before even laying eyes on the DJ, they've captivated the audience. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to be a very technically gifted DJ to do that. Go to any nightclub and go to the cheese room where they're playing Madonna or Steps or Cher or stuff like that. Yeah. And if they've got the crowd, 
doesn't matter how they're doing it i always yeah. look for that and i admire that in other djs yeah, yeah. Exactly. the thing i admire from a lot of djs is the ones who aren't scared to get really creative with things you know so i mean not not in a sense of overdoing it with effects or you know getting a bit stupid with it but like one of my favorite djs is this guy called james abila who does a lot of videos for pioneer right. and just the way that he gets creative with certain effects and just what he does with tracks just makes him really stand out as a DJ. Okay. And, you know, I love stuff like that. Yeah. But what's amazing for me is, I mean, every, I mean, we do, you know, mixes, mixes that coming out of our ears at Crossfader. And, you know, every time he's standing over the decks, the best thing is you have no idea what he's going to come out at the end of this mm. thing. And that's the, that's the best thing. That's the, that's the biggest rush I get is you're like, right, I have this idea, but I have no idea in, you know, 30 minutes time how this is going to sound but mm. when you get the end result it's really exciting yeah nice. uh, Mike Hepworth has said what hardware are you guys using at home during lockdown so I'm using the Prime Go quite a lot because yeah we should I'm give that up can I have that <laughs> can I have that um, S- SRT the my 1000 favorite. SRT my favourite my baby Danny what you got uh, I have, you can see it here, it's Pioneer PLX 1000s and a Zone 23C mixer. I don't have any CDJs, just vinyl at the minute. Um, I've got, luckily, I've got a lot of vinyl tunes that I can play about with, so I'm all right. I've got two 1210s, one of them's behind me, and then if I just take this off, um, I've got the Piece de Resistance, the CDJs. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I also have my, you babysitting I also have my <laughs> a Nexus <laughs> 1 setup, so yes. yeah. Also, have my trusted S9 and a pair of decks with phase attached to them as well. Nice, nice. Um, phase. There was another one here. Uh, Nick Van Beek said, "As a mobile DJ, there are some locations that prefer me not to use monitor speakers. I'm doubting to change over to in-ear monitoring. What kit do you really need using IEM, and how to get used to them? So the in-ear monitoring, IEM. Has yeah. anyone used in-ear monitoring?" Oh. One, once and I, it just wasn't for nah. me really I, I i don't use headphones uh, generally when i'm when i'm on a laptop i tend to watch the waveforms now and again but usb i just use headphones just um, yeah um, i've never tried them to be honest i mean i, I yeah. thought they look pretty cool sometimes i can see yeah. why people do it you know yeah. you see it a lot in like the music world of like bands and things and i mean as a dj it could be something really useful but i personally like to hear the crowd yeah. as well as what's going on in my headphones yeah. I tried them once with, um, I remember watching James Hype use them when I was playing with him a couple of times. I asked him about them. He said he preferred it. Yeah. And a friend of mine went out and bought, I think they were Pioneer DJ ones. Actually. Yeah, they made some a few years ago, didn't they? Yeah, um, and I tried them. And it takes a while to get used to, but I found myself using Split Q quite a lot more than I, I never did before. Yeah. Uh, but they weren't for me. And I tell you what really, really, really hurts, trying to walk away from your mixer with them in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on other headphones you just kind yeah. of get pulled a little bit it's like oh oh dear these <laughs> it feels like your ear canals have been like you feel like a, hit, a fish on a hook you're like ah oh. <laughs> so we've got so. a few people asking about the our opinions on Recordbox 6 and what do we think about the new Recordbox cloud software um, obviously it's a big topic at the moment with Recordbox doing these updates I um, think they're just yeah I like it I, I like it yeah. I, I think they marketed it wrong um, yeah mm. But apart from that, I think it's not its not too different from Recordbox 5, I don't know. I think that's it's the big thing. That, Everyone's getting a bit confused about. Is it, is, yeah. it the, is, it the, is it the pricing that's a problem? It's I can see why people are getting confused. I think the pricing is just confusing. I think it's not necessarily even a problem. It's a problem for some people. I think there might be some people that are like, oh, well, I've paid for this in the past. 
and now I've got to pay for it again. Um, yeah, but yeah, that sucks. I think I think they've left the HID users out in the cold. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, you, I had to, that... you still had to pay for that before. It didn't unlock the software before. You still had no, to no. But what I mean it. is, if you paid 120 quid, yeah, and 120 quid on top of that, if you want uh, DVS, that's not. That's but the, but the cloud that... library management's fucking amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I will say when I first got my hands on it, it took me a while to really get my head around it and get it set up. Main reason being because we have a, a Crossfader business Dropbox account, and I think it was right. getting confused between. It needed. It wanted a personal Dropbox account. I think it, yep. I eventually got it yeah. set up with the business one, but there was definitely some weird thing Issue. going on there with the API and um, with the business account. But it did work now with the business account. It's just I had to do a bit of testing, and when there isn't any documentation to be like, this is how you do it. They just kind of send you the stuff and go have fun. <laughs> no, they yeah. do send a bit of documentation, but obviously it's not heavily covered yet. So I uh, yeah, it took I, a I bit liked- of getting used to. I like it. I've, I think it's very innovative. 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 Um, and I, I think it's definitely where things are going in the future. I think it just confused a lot of people because it was, oh, you've got to install all it separately. You've got to pay for this separately. This is different. In reality, most people download it, transfer over, and go, this is no different to what I've been using, oh, apart yeah. from some snazzy waveforms. So, yeah, I think there's just a lot of confusion around it. But I think, apart from that, I think it's a very good product. Yes. Um, right, we've got a few quick questions here again on YouTube. Venki Shenoy said, why can't Denon skip Engine Prime software and use Serato in their S6C <laughs> decks? <laughs> I think companies... I don't they, think... Don't they think. want to be able to innovate. They're one of the big things. When, when I went out there, uh, me and Danny went out there to, to see in music, and one of the big things they hammered to us is they want to be able to innovate in the DJ industry. They want to be able to do things that haven't been done before. And I yeah. think by building their own software, it, it gives them the platform to do that. Right. Mm. I know yeah, it doesn't serve think... the current user as well because there's so many Serato users out there. Would be like that's just that that would be perfect. But from a business perspective, I Serato think... isn't very good at library management compared to Recordbox. And I really don't think if you put Serato and redressed it as Denon Engine Prime yeah. as an exporting tool for the then on players that most people would still be complaining going why isn't there related tracks why isn't it automatically recommending songs for me why can't i sync it over you know four devices so yeah let Denon do their thing let serato do their thing and yeah. i think in a couple of years we'll be sat there as djs very pleased that we've got like three or four fantastic platforms to choose from yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, Ready Ready said, what headphones do you recommend? HD25s from me, the old classic Sennheiser. Um, me, personally, is the IIT-M8-2s. These are, I, the reason I love these is just because they're so much better than the first generation. They always used to snap, and they're just yeah, modular, and they switch in and out. Yeah. These are studio headphones, HD 20, 280 Pros, but yeah. these are more referenced. These I've got some um, for making music, really. DT 770 Pros. If you're producing or doing any studio work, these are belting. I saw a DJ City did a review of these as well. These are the um, Audio Technica, uh, what are the ATH M50X. Um, I use these for producing mainly, but the, I've seen there is a lot of DJs out there using them to DJ with as well. 
Yeah. Um, if I wasn't so poor at the moment, thanks to all the nightclubs being shut, though, I would <laughs> definitely be buying a set of uh, V Murder Crossfade M100 Masters because yeah, yeah. Oh, not just yeah. it's because we reviewed them. We have no ties to V Murder. No, we don't. I reviewed them headphones, and I am still jealous. I had to give them back to Jamie in the office because mm. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> they, are they, they are really good. Really good yeah, headphones V-Mode all yeah. day. Big fan of V-Moda. Uh, Omar Ray says, what do you guys think about the CDJ 900 Nexus? <coughs> Can't find a review video from you guys. Um, that came we out before we it. started doing YouTube, really. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 900 Nexus is a really interesting deck because the Nexus has the flat color screen on it. So it looks a lot like a 2000, but the screen's flat, which is really annoying. Yeah. And instead of hotkey buttons, you have auto loop buttons, which can be quite useful, but um, it's a very good deck for the money. I'd say that much. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think it's a good debt for the money, but then it's that annoying thing of if your aim is to go from that setup to then a club setup, the things like your hot cues being at a different place, or exactly. having the hot cues access accessible yeah. um, can straight away throw you off and throw your workflow yeah. off. So that's yeah. You've got to think the great decks to have at home if that's all you're going to play on, or you're going to take them to events. I think they're very. Them, they, they are good decks. They were very expensive for what they were. And nine yeah. have always been expensive, I think. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Mojax has said, "What's up, dudes?" Oh, what was that, Mojax? Hey, dude. What's he saying? HDJ X10 for the win. Right. right. There we go. Um, there's a lot of chat here about what would you prefer, DDJ 800 or 1000? 1000. Um, which 1, would be the best DDJ 800 substitute for Serato? So there's two kind of questions SR2. here. Definitely the 1000 from me between the two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's more expensive. You get more for your money, and I love the mechanical jog wheels. They're the main things. The mm-hmm. what is a good sec? No, sorry. Which would be the best DDJ eight hundred substitute for Serato? Um, Serato. Do you know what SRT. I think? The the SRT is good. It's a bit more expensive though, is it? No, SR two. No, SR two. SR two. Yeah. yeah. The one. Bit, well, it is still the current. 800 replacement for Serato. Yeah. yeah, it's the two-channel one. But this is where you get a lot for your money. I, I'm going to go off different here. The new mark is oh. NS62 or NS63. Yes. I can't remember yeah, what the yeah, one yeah. is. It's built so well. It sounds yeah, great. It it's got all the features there that all of the Serato controllers that you'd expect. And that is much cheaper. And I'd say if you can't stretch to the DDJ1000 SRT, I, you know what, I, you know what I'd actually say as well? I'd be tempted to say, with the price drops that are happening, um, your SX threes and your SX twos, yeah. they're right. really cheap yeah. now, and they're fantastic controllers. Right. I've been, I've been, I've gone back to the SB three all week making crossfader videos. Yeah, yeah, love it. Nice. Um, any more on Facebook? I'm just... No, but I just want to remind everyone. So yeah, tomorrow, all the the we are dropping a new transition challenge tomorrow on Instagram. Yeah. So we'd love to see you all getting involved in that. And I'm going live tomorrow on Instagram. Yeah, Holland's nice live there as well, 8 p.m. on Instagram using the Evermix, right? Are you picking the Evermix? Which one has been left at the office for me? It'll be either the Rail and Go or the Evermix, but one of the I've, other. I, no, well, I've got the Evermix is here. Oh, oops. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> the Rail and Go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the Roll and Go is amazing. I love it. Uh, sorry, not Roll and Go. Um, I was thinking of the Prime Go. Roll and Go. Yeah. still amazing. We still love it. Yeah, we do. Holland <laughs> at 8 p.m. UK time tomorrow night, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll be I'll be live on YouTube all this Saturday as well. Yeah, on yeah. the channel. 
I'm excited mm-hmm. for that, Lawrence. I'll be on YouTube and maybe Facebook as well. Um, yeah, 8 p.m. UK time as well. That is on yeah, Saturday. Coming up. And yeah, yeah looking forward so, to it. I think let's wrap it up. I yeah, just want to say a up, thank you to everyone that's been locked in that has yep. been commenting, asking questions. Obviously, we've tried to get through as many as possible. I know there are lots of questions that maybe went unanswered. Um, feel yeah. free to drop questions in the comments after this goes live. Yeah, well, you know, I'll in be the in there replying as well. Holland can reply to all of your tech questions. <laughs> and yeah. um, if you're listening to this on any of the podcast players, again, thanks for listening. This was a live podcast of Off The Record. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've, we've, it's something different. And we're going to definitely do more of this. 100%. If you've got ideas for topics you want us to talk about in the future, all four of us can jump on and answer your questions in the future as well. So yeah, sure. thanks again for listening. For sure. That was fun. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Thank stay you. Safe. Yeah, stay safe. Cheers. Goodbye.